you just assume because a house is a tangible thing that you need to be in person to convince someone Mm -hmm. to give you that tangible thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, you don't. We've closed hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of houses between Nick and I, oh my gosh. I mean, Mm -hmm. all virtual, all over the phone. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, guys? This is Lauren Hardy, and you're listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I had an amazing interview with a student of mine named Nick Bosikas. Nick was actually my first student of all time. Okay, the first person I ever coached virtual wholesaling. And it's been amazing to see his growth in the last two years. Nick's got an amazing story. So he actually started wholesaling houses four years ago. And We could say started wholesaling kind of loosely because it wasn't actually until the last two years that he actually started making money. So there were two years of trying to do this business and just failing, failure after failure, and and almost to a point where he was going to give up. In this episode, Nick shares three key insights that helped him go from zero to 100K in one year. So he went two years not making any money. And then finally, on his third year, he made six figures. And after that, his fourth year, he's at 300,000 this year. It's incredible. His success is, is very inspiring. And, you know, in this episode, we talk about what was really stopping him from succeeding during that time. Um, And the perspective shifts that he's had about virtual wholesaling in general. Virtual wholesaling is possible. And and he does share some mindset shifts, some perspectives that really had to shift before he could start being successful in it. So guys, I hope you find this episode very inspiring. And remember, if you do, please share this with somebody. Um, It was a podcast that originally inspired me to get into this business. So I know how powerful podcasts can be in inspiring others. And that's what we seek to do here at the Wholesaling Inc. podcast is to inspire and motivate. So guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate you having me on. It is awesome. I thank you for coming on. I know that you're going to have a lot of good gems to give everyone. Um, Let's start out with just introducing, you know, yourself, where are you from? Mm -hmm. When did you start wholesaling? Yeah. So how I first even got into this was like, I want to say like five years ago, I was actually trying to uh, play professional golf and then went to England, had an eye-opening experience and was like, there's no way I'm going to be a pro golfer. I'm just not good enough, but I want to travel all over the world and I want to do... I, I, want, I don't want money to ever be an obstacle. So I remember like I quit golf right when I got back. I searched online how to make money. I got into some online stuff and then I ran across the Robert Kiyosaki, one of those ads like that comes on Facebook. And it was like a free one-day event. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to it, whatever. Like I don't know anybody in entrepreneurship, so it'll be a good place for me to start. Then I signed up for like a three-day event and I'm like, okay, I'm either doing real estate or I'm going to stay doing online like drop shipping. Obviously, I chose real estate and it took me like 
two years to get my first deal. I usually do, I don't really share this that much, but I had a so I had a trust fund. I had a trust fund and I quit my job and that actually held me up because I had the money. So I it like I didn't have any reason to really need to get deals as it came down to the end. I was like investing in all these programs and I was like running out of money and that was actually right when I got introduced to you doing virtual and then I did my first deal like I think I got my first contract like a month after working with you and then it closed I don't know like in April or March or April of 2020. So take me back to when you first got started and you were trying to make wholesaling work. What was going wrong? How come it took you so long to close deals? I was like very well first of all I was in California. I was trying to do it there and I was trying to do direct mail and it was just extremely competitive like there's people that are spending like 50 to 100,000 dollars a month in direct mail and I was spending like I have a business partner and we were spending like not that much like <laughs> like 0.01% of that so it was really difficult and also I was just like super scared to get on the phones at the time very very scared like my heart would be pounding I I literally couldn't even make phone calls and yeah it was just such a struggle and I signed up with wholesaling inc and was started doing the mail thing like a little bit more organized. Mm-hmm. And this was in California still. Really struggling though. And then luckily Tom Kroll reached out and he's like, hey, like, you know, if you're in my coaching program, like it's my responsibility to make sure that you're doing well. So he's like, you know, you should go virtual. And so we uh, he like put a di- we put a few different markets together and came up with Oklahoma. And then literally like that, I want to say like a month or two after him and I did that together. I got introduced to you and yeah, like it just changed the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it really was your market. So what mm-hmm. Nick is talking about is he lives in Southern California. In Southern California, the average house prices around here, depending on your county, um, anywhere from say 800000 to $900,000 average house price. I mean, that's just your average house. Yeah. And when you are trying to wholesale houses in an area where the average house price is so high, you got to think our business relies on our ability to buy discounted real estate. And to buy discounted real estate, you need to be able to convince a seller to take a discount on their home. And to be able to do that, the seller needs to have some bit of motivation. They need to have maybe less options. In an area where there's so much value in real estate, their piece of real estate's worth $900,000, that seller just has too many options. They don't Mm. need to take a discount. They could just list the property on the line. I'm sure every seller would tell you, why would I take a 20% discount on my home when I could just put it online with a realtor right now and probably get five offers by tomorrow? Yeah, they were just super difficult. And I mean, I also had no concept of like follow up. I thought it was like the first time you talk to someone, it's a deal. That was like my mindset also. But yeah, all these people were so difficult. They're like, I can just throw this up on the market and easily sell it. Why am I going to go with you? Absolutely. Which then, which then kind of created that fear you have. You had, Mm -hmm. which I could see because when I worked California, the sellers were so mean. They were so mean because your (laughs) offers were offensive. They are. Your Mm -hmm. offers are offensive to them. And Mm -hmm. so then they would be mean to you. So then it would make you afraid to follow up with them because they already know what you want. So I could see why you were just absolutely terrified to get on the phone. And I was Mm -hmm. in that same exact situation, you know, when I got started in this business nine years ago. I mean, same 
situation. So I know exactly what you mean. But if you take mm-hmm. the same person and you transport them into, you know, a mid a city in the Midwest where the average house price is $150,000, you are mm-hmm. talking to a different seller. It is a completely different negotiation because you're not really asking mm-hmm. for that much out of their house. Mm-hmm. You're not the discount you're asking for numbers wise to them is actually not that much and it is worth it because of the convenience that you are offering them mm-hmm. to sell their home. And to give you context, for a home in Oklahoma, if they sold their house with a realtor and you minus you know, the realtor commissions and the repairs that they needed to make to sell it at that price, what they net you know, might be, say, let's just use the number $70,000, right? But if they sell it with Nick, Nick is offering them 60. It's like $10,000, but Nick is saying, hey, I'm going to close in 35 days, whereas mm-hmm. this process is going to take you six months. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, you've got something highly desirable to offer them. And for that, for certain sellers, that is the better option is to go with Mm -hmm. But in Mm -hmm. California, put it context, you know, high priced area where your average house price is $900,000. The discount Nick is going to ask for is about (laughs) 200,000. So, (laughs) you know, maybe 150,000, right? So the seller's like, why would I do that? That sounds like a terrible idea, Nick. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's like there's kind of an arrogance almost yeah. with the, in my opinion, at least the homeowners in California versus like in Oklahoma. They're you know I live in California. Like you need to be giving me you know X amount for my property. Like how dare you? And I, I obviously people are doing deals there, but it's just you know you have to have a little bit maybe more skill, whatever it is. Um, but to me, it's like there is an arrogance where like you're talking to people that live like in the middle of the country or just that live in other states and they're like a lot more personable people like you can build in my opinion a little bit more rapport like they're nicer yes they are opinion. absolutely <laughs> so yeah you know culturally californians are very much aware of the value of their real estate it's just kind of part mm-hmm. of our lives so when you are yeah i agree with you you're going to talk to them and they're like do you know where my house is okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And this goes for anyone who is in an area where real estate values are increasing, where the the prices are very high, like DC area. I hear from my, you know, from my group, from my virtual investing mastery group, I hear the DC area is like that. There's all sorts of markets where, you know, Idaho, you're in Idaho, Idaho's yeah, very- It's like here too. Yeah. yeah. You have to, I, I've even noticed like you have to, really like go above and beyond with whatever value you are providing with those people. Mm-hmm. And like, there actually has to be something there, right? Like they actually value a face-to-face connection or like at least some sort of connection with you, right? They're not just going to give you a big discount They're over the just phone. because. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. yeah. yeah well, just, yeah. not even just, over, not, not even like that. It's just over the phone, but like just in general, they're not going to just get like, there needs to be something there, right? It's not going to be a logic thing it could be more of like an emotional sort of connection or like they need some value that you can provide. Right, right. You're going to have to try just a little bit harder to You're going to have to really work for it to get that contract where in other areas, it's just easier. So I would say it's just Mm -hmm. easier to wholesale houses in some areas. And so if you are in an area 
you know, like Nick, like us, like where we were, you know, you can still live there. You doesn't mean you have to invest in real estate there. It doesn't mean you have to wholesale there. You can wholesale mm-hmm. wherever, you know, you want. I mean, with my virtual model, you, you can live anywhere and invest where you want. And so that's exactly what Nick had to do. And yeah, we got introduced and I want to go into, you know, some micro tips that you can give people. Um, What were some perspective shifts that you had, you know, before um, when, you know, you were struggling, you didn't close a deal. It sounds like you were trying going after this for a couple of years and you didn't close anything. And then you got Mm -hmm. some mentorship, you know, you got some processes, you got a blueprint what are some, you know, key shifts you made that really helped your business and enabled you to start closing deals? Yeah, I mean the biggest one was and you definitely helped me out with the follow-up stuff big time because I wasn't like very organized with my follow-up at first, but definitely like follow-up was huge. To me it was like how is someone actually going to sign a contract with me over the phone? without them even knowing me, right? And without even like seeing me face to face, they know nothing about me. How is that actually possible? That was something huge I had to get over. And I just didn't believe... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't believe myself that I could like progress everything forward to the point where I was getting a signed contract. And then you want me to go over like some things that helped me out? Absolutely. But let's stop there. The mindset shift. I I totally agree with you. I remember when I had that perspective, I heard about virtual wholesaling from a podcast years ago. And this is before I did it. I was locally flipping houses here in California. This is many moons ago. And I heard about this guy and he was wholesaling tons of houses. He was doing all these deals, completely virtual. And I kept I listened to every word that guy said, and I just kept thinking, how do you convince a seller to sign a contract over the phone? How is that possible? Because at that time I hadn't done it yet. And I was like, there, what? Because it's, it's such a limiting belief that you can't do it because it's an easy yeah. assumption to make. It's just an assumption. Yeah. You, just, you just assume because a house is a tangible thing that you need to be in person to convince someone mm-hmm. to give you that tangible thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, you don't. We've closed hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of houses between Nick and I. Oh my gosh. I mean, Mm -hmm. all virtual, all over the phone. So you got over the mindset shift. You you got better about follow-up. Is there anything else, you know, can you share one more piece of advice, a perspective shift, anything that you had that could help someone getting started? Yeah, like I was like horrible on the phone when I first started and I had like no idea what I was doing, like how to again, how to progress things forward and stuff. And so I think the biggest thing is just like being consistent every single day. Like I feel like that's my like if I had a superpower, that's what it is. Like I just I do what I'm supposed to do every single day. Like I don't necessarily I don't take like a day off. Like if I have stuff that I have to do, I get it done. If I have follow-ups that need to get done, I do them. And that's the biggest thing I feel like with most people is they're like they get really discouraged really easily. Like I told you, like I've been doing this for four years, but I've only been making money in it for two. Right. So like I kept believing in myself though. Like I I knew that I, it could be possible. Like there was never like an option that I was going to give up. I knew I would never give up because I'm just not that type of person. And most people though they do and they get like really discouraged really easily and so it's like just be consistent like that's the biggest it sounds like very cliche and very simple but it's so true just be consistent every single day whether you're cold calling or texting or doing your follow up i recommend doing all three just do it every single day like you know people complain and like whatever but yeah. just do the work 
do the work. And Nick is a mindset junkie. You read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. You, can you give some tips? Because this is more of a self-development that it's a, it's a muscle you have developed in yourself to be consistent. Yeah. It, you're, not, yeah. you're not born that way. You got to give yourself some credit. You developed this muscle and you exercised it. You went to the gym. And I think what mm-hmm. you, I, you know, what I noticed that's different about you is you're a reader and you mm-hmm. reading, you're always like at events, you're watching people speak. Um, are there some books that could help somebody, you know, with maybe develop that muscle? Um, of consistency. I like reading like biographies of people, like um, a really good autobiography. It's, um, I think it's called When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead or something like It's by Jerry Weintraub. He was like a old... I don't know if he was like an agent or what in Hollywood for like Frank Sinatra. He worked with Elvis and stuff. And Steve Jobs biography is my favorite one of all time by uh, Walter Isaacson. Just seeing like how hard they worked. I like reading about people that actually did it. And to me, that's really inspiring, right? Like Michael Jordan's biography too. I forget who it's by, but stuff like that really. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a good point. Like someone who actually did it versus like a self-help book about somebody written by someone who is writing about the theory of doing it, but it hasn't actually done it or done anything. Um, Yeah. That's smart. That is, that's awesome. And I know you, I mean, we've, you and I both read a lot. I love The Road Less Stupid. Um, I like Keith. that's good. He's definitely one um, that he says there's no four, no such thing as a four hour work week. I mean, I definitely subscribe to a little bit of the Tim Ferriss four hour work week. I, but I, Mm -hmm. I think that that does send a message that you don't, you know, you can take some time off and not work. Um, Keith is the exact opposite. So, you know, mindset is important and having that work ethic is important. And it sounds like that's Mm -hmm. what helps, you know, kind of get you and help you persevere. So you said that you've been doing this for four years, but you've been only making money at it for two years. That is so Mm -hmm. encouraging. Thank you for being vulnerable because there's so many people that don't admit to that. And there's mm-hmm. so many people that need to hear that, that you yeah. know, have a couple of years where you're not able to figure it out for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is like, I've talked with my business partner before and I'm like, it's crazy now having a little bit of money. It's funny because those beginning times when I wasn't making that much money was actually... Now when I look back on it, that was like actually some of the most enjoyable times I think that I've had. Because it's like there's everything is so new and like you're starting at the bottom. So there's like so much room for improvement. And it's just cool, like learning all these new things. But that's also what I love. I think it's a this guy, Alex Hermosi, he's on YouTube. He's a super smart guy. And he says like entrepreneurship is like the greatest uh, personal development tool. Something along those lines. He says it better than I did. But like, and that's what I really think. Obviously, the beginning was super exciting for me, but it's still even exciting now. It's like, how can how can I always continue to get just a little bit better every single day? And um, that's exciting because it's like usually when people have like a nine to five or a certain job, whatever, they kind of like they sort of like tap out and they're like, I'm just gonna like do just enough to get by and they're never like improving or getting better. I feel like I'm almost like a kid every single day now because it's like I'm trying to learn things. It's maybe a little bit more sophisticated things, whatever, but like it's exciting to be learning new things all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Now, I know that you've done and without asking you a personal, you know, question of how much money did you make? But you obviously did in those 2 years, 
Could you share, you know, on average how you did, you know, going from zero to then year one, you know, and year two, either how many deals did you close or maybe gross wholesale fees, if you feel comfortable sharing that? Yeah, no, I don't even care. Yeah. So the first year, it was like a little over a hundred thousand. And then this year, we're projected probably somewhere around like 330. That's awesome. That's awesome. Gosh, yeah, and I really, and yeah, and honestly, like to me, it felt easy. Which, like, I don't even feel like that satisfied saying that I did that much for some reason. I feel like I could do way more now because it didn't seem that difficult. So it's like I'm just excited now to do even more. Right, and I think that in this journey that you are in, there's so much that you don't know, right? So, like, your year one, there was so much that you don't know, and then you're like, "Whoa, I didn't know Mm -hmm. what I didn't know." And then like year yeah. two, there's still like yeah. so much you don't know, right? And then at the mm-hmm. end of the year, you look and you go, wow, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so that is just, that yeah. is being an entrepreneur. There's always, yeah. there's an infinite amount of things that you mm-hmm. do not know. And you're just going to keep chipping away and mm-hmm. learning new things. And as you do that, hopefully the money will follow, right? Yeah. I think it's Jim Rohn. He's like, you're income will never exceed your personal development or maybe it's the other way around whatever it is right and i it's so true because like even for a period of time i kind of got away from like the reading and like i like to do like studying time of like a certain topic that i'm going over what like right now i'm like diving a little bit into like copywriting and like marketing stuff just you know to build the skill whatever right and i kind of got away from that like a few months ago but then you realize you're like those intang- little intangible things those are actually the ones that really end up having the biggest impact long term it's not like about just doing the day to day stuff all the time right you have to constantly be growing and like you can't just maintain you have to constantly be like doing the little things that most people don't want to do like reading like studying new topics and courses and whatever so yeah. I noticed that I will get a little bit like depressed if I'm not learning. Like, because yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, you get busy. Sometimes you fall out of reading, like your reading habit, yeah. whatever reason, you don't have a book you're reading right now. And mm-hmm. you're not really like taking a course or anything. And I noticed, like, if I don't have a book I'm reading, I'll get like a little bored, like mentally bored. And then I get like kind of yeah. calmed. Like, I just get a little like unmotivated. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get like a new audible, like, and then I'm like, ah, like, okay, there it goes. I'm happy again. Like I can feel like an excitement. And I think the same goes with education. So it's been a while since I've been a student because I started a coaching program. So for a while I've been the coach for like a year and a half. I was like coach, 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 and focused only on coaching and growing coaching. Mm -hmm. So like, when am I going to have time to pick up a new skill and take an education course. Well, yeah. for the first time in like a year, year and a half, I uh, bought a education course on syndication, like syndicating larger um, commercial deals. Mm-hmm. And that like opening up that course and like signing on to the, you know, the modules and watching yeah. the modules, like, all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, this has been missing. This this mm-hmm. has been missing for a year. I, I feel so excited. Like I was excited to wake up every day. I sound like I'm like depressed. I don't have a depression problem. I just mean like <laughs> there is this new excitement yeah. to wake up because I was like, oh, I'm learning this really new, cool new thing. And it's like the opportunities are endless. It just opens up this new, like this new, I don't know, 
realm of possibility that you didn't know Mm -hmm. existed Mm -hmm. when you learn a new skill that can generate income. Yep. Well, it's exciting to like have something new. And like for me, like I've noticed it recently as I'm like being a little bit more disciplined with it. Like I get more ideas too. It's like you can't just get ideas by like not exploring new things or listening to new things or reading new things or whatever. It, like I get like so many ideas now to try out different stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I'm gonna write that down. Maybe that is something that could work in the future. Right. Or yeah. again, whatever it is. But like it's just, it is cool to like, do you know get these courses and read these books and learn this stuff but like actually applying it is like even like more of a little hit of like oh wow that you know yeah it's that like feels a little hit, better. A little adrenaline hit yeah 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 you're like that's that's nice isn't it interesting to think like what um because we're not like this at all but like the people that don't read books or take education at all how yeah. what the idle mind does i imagine mm-hmm. that that is maybe a a contributing cause to like addiction issues, Mm -hmm. issues in relationships, like cheating, things like that is like idle minds Mm -hmm. get bored. And like they, you know, they put that energy into negative stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you just like put it into learning something new, like you wouldn't even think about, you know, getting yourself in trouble Mm -hmm. these other ways. Yeah. I, well, and people are like so addicted to their phones and like, I will be the first to admit I'm probably, I, I actually bought lock cases. I have like two phones and I bought cases to lock them in. So I don't play on them, like just to get them like away from me. And I feel like that's a big problem for most people is though they're like playing on their phones all day. And it's like, learn something new, you know, learn something new. Like you're basically living the same like six, eight years over and over and over again, instead of like developing into a new person. And I'm not like huge on like being preachy about personal development stuff, but I do think it's important. And I don't think it has to be like a motivation type thing. I think it just needs to be a thing of like, just do it. It's like cool to be growing and getting better and learning and having new ideas and expanding your mind. Yeah. I am a lot happier when I'm learning. So I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. if I didn't discover um, discover this. And I, I didn't always know like about self, I don't know, self-improvement or, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, I wanted yeah. to say like in my early 20s, I wasn't reading these books and taking mm-hmm. courses. It really wasn't until I was like mm-hmm. 24 and I mm-hmm. got like my first course and it was on house flipping and wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was like, I was hooked. Like I was like, Oh wow. Like this guy's words, like this, what this guy said is like awesome. And I, Mm -hmm. I still will, I'll never forget that guy. It was Mike Cantu. His name was Mike Cantu. Mm -hmm. And it was like, listen (laughs) to his words and like what he said. And you know, the way he lived Mm -hmm. was so inspiring that Mm -hmm. I later, I actually, I have um, interviewed him for the wholesaling Inc. podcast. We have a podcast episode with him on it. it Very well. This guy is a legend. He is wholesale and flipped houses longer than probably like we've been alive. And he lives in Huntington beach. So we went and got lunch and stuff. He surfs like he has like the best life. That's super cool. So cool. Such a cool guy. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think once I discovered self-development at that point, was I was hooked mm-hmm. on and now it's like I'm never mm-hmm. not reading a book at least mm-hmm. and hopefully like you know taking more courses regularly because now I see how yeah. uh, it really does make me happy so anyway. yep. 
Well, Nick, I mean, you've done crazy, you know, from zero to 100,000 to 300,000, amazing success, all virtual, um, which is not easy to pull off, um, but you did Mm -hmm. it. And I'm super, you know, proud and thankful that you trusted me to, you know, help you along in that journey. Um, If anybody is listening to this and wants to take a similar virtual journey, you want to look into virtual wholesaling, I want to help you. um, Go to my website, www.virtualinvestingmastery.com. If you want um, some freebies, I do have some pretty cool stuff on my personal website. I have a free seller script which might help you kind of get over that fear of talking to sellers. I also have a free wholesaling mini course at laurenhardyco.com. So Nick, thank you so much for coming today. And um, I definitely want to interview you again in a year and see where you are. I'm sure you're going to 3X again. So super stoked. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Lauren. I appreciate it. And for everybody like with the that is interested in the virtual uh, in Lauren's program, it is like the simplest, like easiest blueprint to follow. Like I was super nervous about doing anything virtual. Your system and your coaching and everything made it extremely simple. Like now, whenever whenever someone asks me about like virtual, I'm like, it's so simple. Just do this, this, and this. And like you're overthinking it way too much. And they're like, it can't be that easy. I'm like, no, trust me, it's that easy. Like just. Just a couple of things. It really is just a couple of things. It's not very much. So, and I, your program obviously made it very possible for me to do that. So, thank you. I, I I did not pay Nick to say that, but for sure, get out of your own way and just get the education you need. Get over it. Um, have that perspective shift for sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And um, if you guys did get something out of it, make sure that you share this episode with a friend. Um, we are, you know, we don't get paid to do this podcast. We are here to inspire. Um, and motivate because I, if it wasn't for the inspiration and motivation um, from other podcasts that I listened to in the beginning of my journey, I wouldn't be here today on this podcast. So if you found this episode inspirational, make sure you share it with a friend and I will see you guys next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.